Hey, it's Big Nate, and welcome back to my channel, Big Nate Hobby Farm, where we discuss all things hobby farm related. Today, let's discuss butchering livestock. Yeah, not so much us actually doing the butchering, but I'm talking about getting an animal ready, taking it to an animal processor, and what to expect. You may or may not know of a meat processor in your local area. Uh, if it's something that you've never looked into, you probably don't know that you have a local meat processor. You might not, or you might have, or you might have several. If you're in a rural area, there might be several meat processors around that generally focus on uh, deer processing. If you've got a lot of deer hunters in your area. Um, those aren't necessarily USDA inspected facilities uh, and they might not be that well experienced in doing uh, livestock. They might, you know, might just be strictly deer processors. Or maybe they've done a few hogs, maybe they've done a few wild hogs, or maybe they do a cow here and there. Um, you're going to have to identify a processor in your area that you can take your livestock to and know that they have experience in processing that specific animal and uh, maybe see if they've got some references or reviews online that you can read and, and see what kind of quality you can expect out of their work. Before you get to that point though, you're going to have to have livestock that are ready to go to butcher. Now, there's a lot of different uh, ideas on the best way to finish your livestock. You know, cattle, for example. There's some people that, you know, feel that a grass-fed cow is the way to go uh, for healthy reasons or, you know, the quality of the finished product reasons. There's other people, uh, you know, me personally, I prefer a grain-finished cow. I want that... I want that marbled meat, I want that uh, corn, marbled, you know, beef tallow that's that's in the beef. I think it lends uh, an excellent flavor. I, you know, it's just, you know, me personally, if I'm going to take the time to raise a cow and, and go through the whole nine yards, I want, I want a good tasty steak and that's going to happen with uh, a corn finished beef. You're not going to get you know, fatty marbled beef off of a, off of a grass finished cow. It takes a lot more effort to corn finish a cow because you you got to buy the corn. You got to take the time. You got to do it right. You can't just dump a whole bunch of corn to a cow for a week and expect that to be a corn finished cow. No, it's a it's a process. It's going to take at least a couple of months, and uh, you have to uh, work that animal up to consuming you know upwards of 12 pounds of corn a day. Uh, in order for them to pack that weight on and pack that fat and marble and marble that 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 tissue, um, and you can't just start off by giving a cow 12 pounds of corn a day. If you do that, you're going to kill the cow. You know they'll develop. Uh, I think they believe they call it acidosis, where you basically turn the pH of their body chemistry into acid uh, because they haven't adjusted to that corn. The rumen has to adjust to that corn food. So you start off with a pound a day, and you know, and you gradually increase that, you know, a, a half pound a day or whatever, until you get up to, you know, 12 pounds a day is what is what your goal is going to be, uh, you know, 
you know to finish out you want that cow eating 12 pounds of corn a day that's gonna that's gonna solidify that tissue it's gonna marble it and add that add that fat weight to it but ultimately it's gonna be up to you to make the decision on how you're gonna tailor your finishing program to that uh, to that cow to, to meet your expectations what you have to also consider during this period of time is there is there's going to be a, a wait time for your processor to be able to get that animal in. Um, lately, these wait times have been going up, up, and up through the roof. Uh, our last animal that we processed, you know, it was it was a three month lead time. I had to make that. Well, I take that back. I made it three months in advance. Their lead time was at two months. At that point so you had a two-month waiting list uh, at the earliest you could get your animal in I just called and scheduled another cow here you know a few weeks ago uh, so that would have been within the first you know two weeks of of January they told me June 1st was the first available appointment that I could get uh, three cattle in so that was six months six month lead time to get an animal processed you've got to be able to expect that uh, in this day and age where the cost of beef is going through the roof at the grocery store a lot of people are turning to processing their own animals uh, raising their own animals getting it processed because it's so much cheaper by the pound overall uh, to do it that way you know the flip side is you got to have a lot of storage space in a freezer to, to store a whole beef or if you've got somebody that you can split a cow with, you know, you can both you can go both go in on halves, and that's a good option too. But you still need a lot of room for in the freezer for that much beef because you you know out of a thousand pound steer, you can expect to get roughly 390 pounds of beef in the freezer, and that's after you know the hanging weight and you know everything's been processed and cut away and trimmed. Uh, yeah, you can expect you can expect roughly 390 pounds of beef out of a thousand pound steer. So you need to call ahead of time when you're raising this cow and uh, find out what the lead times are, find out how early you're gonna have to make this appointment for the, uh, for the cow before you even start the finishing program. That needs to be, that needs to be what, you, uh, what, what you do. After you get your butcher time or your butcher date, then you can establish your finishing program. You can get all the uh, the corn and the feed stocks that you need ahead of time. You buy it in bulk is the absolute best way to do it. If you try to finish a cow, buying 50-pound sacks of corn at uh, tractor supply, you know, 50 pounds at a time, that's going to add up because I don't even know what a 50-pound sack of corn is right now. It might be uh, $7, $8, you know, because you're also competing with the uh, deer hunters for the bags of corn right now so seven eight dollars fifty pounds you're feeding a cow upwards of 12 pounds a day uh for you know a couple of months that's that's really going to add up that 50 pound sack's not going to go very far uh for one cow i'll take two 55 gallon drums to uh the local um, elevator you know the grain elevator and i'll load up two 55 gallon drums uh full of corn and that'll be you know part of my finishing program for one cow so that's you know thinking in terms of bulk that's really going to be your best way if you can pull it off so get your finishing program straightened out uh, get your schedule for the processing uh, finish that cow off so that 
by the time you hit the date that it comes to load your animal up and take it to the take it to the processor he's fat and he's happy and he looks good hey, if you take that animal in and you unload it at the meat processor and that butcher says wow that is a good looking cow right there you know you've done your job good so that's what your goal is so there are your steps first call and get your schedule or get your date for a butcher for a meat processing date first do that second establish your finishing regimen follow that finishing regimen as closely as you possibly can because you're going to spend a lot of time figuring out weights and times and amounts uh, follow the follow the plan uh, and then finally you're going to take that cow to the processor and have them process when you drop the animal off you're first going to go around back and you're going to uh, unload the animal they're going to put it in the holding area uh, you're going to close up your trailer you're going to go back you're going to pull your vehicle up front and then you're probably going to go into the front office to uh, settle up the paperwork they're going to pull out a sheet and they're going to start asking you all right how are we going to process this cow or hog or goat or whatever you're taking in for processing uh, you're going to have to know at that point what cuts of beef, uh, beef or whatever, what cuts of the animal do you want? Like, are there any specific, do you, like your steaks, like with beef, they're going to ask you, do you want T-bones or do you want fillets and New York strips? Because, you know, that's the same cut of meat. The small part of the T-bone is your fillet. The large part of the T-bone is your New York strip. They're going to ask you, so they're going to ask you if you want T-bones or if you want uh, strips and, and fillets. So you have to know things like this in advance. Do you want all your sirloin steaks? Do you want, uh, do you want all your roasts? You know, then they're going to ask you how thick do you want your steaks cut? They're going to ask you how many pounds do you want your roasts in? Uh, then they're going to ask you if you want any of the organs, the liver, the heart, uh, whether or not you want the tongue. So you have to think about these things ahead of time too or else you're going to be put on the spot when you get into the meat processor. Then they're going to ask you about the burger. Anything left over that you don't specifically want in a cut, uh, they are going to grind that up into burger. And then they're going to package that and they're going to ask you, do you want one or two pound packs of burger or how do you want that divided up? Uh, we've done it both ways. We've had, we've had two pound packs of burger and, you know, this last one we got all one pound packs of burger. I like the one pound packs, even though we generally uh, thaw out two pounds at a time. Uh, I like the one pound packs because I think they thaw quicker. Uh, a two pound pack you know they put it in these sleeves it's you know it's a pretty long sleeve it doesn't really fit really doesn't fit in the refrigerator very well it uh you know you know because when they thaw out then they they leak blood and then so you got to thaw it out in a pan and it doesn't fit in a pan in the refrigerator very well so just personally i like the one pound packs and then they're going to give you the pricing um of what it's going to cost that well they don't know you know final cost right up front because they're going to uh what your costs for the animal are going to be is there's a butcher fee initially or a kill fee they call it that's that's a fixed price up front and then generally they're going to uh charge you by the hanging weight you know that's the weight after they uh kill the animal and, and remove the internal 
uh, organs and, uh, I believe take the hide off. They're going to hang it and then they're going to weigh it like that. That's before they take out the bones and trim off any of the excess, uh, fat, etc. Uh, that's what they're going to base the weight of the animal off and charge you for. They're going to charge you hanging weight by the pound for cut and wrap is, is basically how that's going to charge is going to go. If you want it, uh, some processors offer vacuum sealing, vacuum packing. That'll be an upcharge per pound. Uh, other other processors uh, will only offer butcher paper, which I've never had a problem with butcher paper. As long as, you know, usually they'll tell you that they use a high-quality butcher paper. Hey, I listen, I've stored beef in the deep freeze in this butcher paper for up to two years before, and, you know, the burger tastes just fine. The, you know, the, the, the taste quality of the steaks might, you know, drop a little bit, but it's certainly going to be edible and, you know, I don't have any problem with the butcher paper. So those are your, those are your options. Think about that before you go into the butcher because you're going to have to tell them all this information. Um, and then you can get a roundabout price of how much uh, this animal is going to cost you out the door. In any way you go, cut and wrap, specialty, you know, uh, vacuum sealed or whatever, doesn't matter how you upcharge it, it's going to be less expensive when it's all said and done than buying that same amount of beef in the store. You know, you might, even if, even if you, even if you do end up buying shell corn by the 50 pound bag and paying that extra price from the retail store to get it, by the time you uh, get that 390 pounds of, of beef home in your freezer, you're going to, you might have an average of $4.25 a pound for beef in your fridge. Um, and you can't even buy hamburger for that in the store these days. So you're going to be coming out ahead. It's a great idea. All right, that's what I've got for you today. If you've got any questions, please hit me back up at, uh, you can send me an email at bignatehobbyfarm at gmail.com. You know, and as always, you can check out my YouTube page, Wiregrass Hobby Farming at YouTube. And uh, if you've got any questions, just hit me up. Hey, until next time, let's get to work.